Hello, welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. Our guest today is Brian Wojciechowski, MD, who practices medical oncology in Delaware County, Pennsylvania at Riddle, Taylor, and Crozer Hospitals. Dr. Wojciechowski also serves as BreastCancer.org's medical advisor. A native of South Philadelphia, he trained at Temple University School of Medicine and Lankanau Medical Center. Dr. Wojciechowski is a sought-after speaker on the topics of medical ethics and the biology of cancer. In this What My Patients Are Asking podcast, we're going to talk about the 2018 updates to the breast cancer staging system. Dr. Wojo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Jamie. Always a pleasure. Uh, now, the, in 2018, the American Joint Committee on Cancer, which is commonly called the AJCC, updated the breast cancer staging guidelines. And they what the changes were, they added other information that helped determine how a cancer stage is determined. So somebody had said to me, this makes determining the stage of a breast cancer more complex, but also more accurate. So we still have the T, N, and the M parts of the staging system. So, so I was thinking to start, if you could explain what those three parts are, and then we'll talk about the new parts. Well, classically, Jamie, tumors have been staged based on their anatomic features and the anatomic features that determine prognosis. It's basically how far the cancer has spread and how invasive the cancer is. And this comes from back in the day when the main treatment for cancer was surgery. So you have T, N, and M as part of the classical staging system. The T stands for tumor, and it's determined by the size and the extent of the primary tumor. So for example, how big is the tumor in greatest dimension? Does it invade into adjacent structures like the chest wall or the nipple or the skin? The N, as in Nancy, stands for node, and that's determined by the involvement of the regional lymph nodes. And the these are the regional lymph nodes, so the, they're typically for breast cancer nodes in the breast and in the armpit. Once nodes get outside that area, so, you know, say to the... Um, you know, to high up in the neck, they're, they're considered something different. And that brings us to the last letter, the M is in Mary, which is metastatic. And the M is determined by the presence or absence of what we call distant metastatic disease. So beyond the regional lymph nodes. So for example, uh, bone involvement, lung, liver, and, and that sort of thing. Um, now this does not include the other more modern aspects of staging, what we call non-anatomic or biologic factors, such, such as estrogen and, and that sort of thing. But T, N, and M are the classical uh, cancer staging letters. Perfect. Thank you. So my understanding is in 2018, the AJCC added tumor grade, estrogen, and progesterone receptor status, HER2 status and oncotype DX recurrence score information to that TNM system. So to help us understand again, can you explain what each of those are? 
So classically, as I had said before, and historically, the staging was based on the anatomic extent of the cancer, and that's still the main way that it's, it's staged, but as time has passed, doctors have recognized that non-anatomic factors about a cancer can provide additional prognostic information above and beyond just you know the size of the tumor and whether it's in the lymph nodes or not. Um, so these include more about the tumor biology and the genetics of the tumor itself. Uh, so they, the first we talked about tumor grade. That's the that's the first thing that you asked about. And tumor grade basically refers to how the tumor looks under the microscope. And the more the tumor looks like the tissue of origin, in this case, normal breast tissue, the less aggressive the tumor is, and the lower the grade. Now, higher-grade tumors are more aggressive, more likely to grow, invade, and spread, and these bear very little resemblance to normal breast tissue. High-grade tumors have cells that look irregular, non-uniform, and appear to be dividing rapidly under the microscope. They look very ugly. They look very, very far from normal breast tissue. The next was estrogen and progesterone status. And these determine the sensitivity of the cancer to hormone therapies such as tamoxifen or aromatase inhibitors. And generally speaking, if a cancer is positive for estrogen and progesterone, it has a better prognosis than if it isn't. So that's why these are added to the staging system. The same can be said for HER2 status. When you see HER2, this adds more prognostic information as well because HER2 positive tumors are more aggressive. But on the flip side, it also indicates that that tumor is sensitive to the various drugs that target HER2, such as Herceptin, Progetta, and Cadsila. And then last but not least, of course, is the Oncotype, which is a very sophisticated test on the tumor itself that helps determine not only how aggressive the cancer is, but also whether or not the patient will benefit from chemotherapy. Uh, these are called genomic tests. Now, there's other genomic tests out there, but so far Oncotype has the best data and it's the only one that is formally included in the new staging. And it sounds like, to me anyway, not being a doctor, that as treatments as it have advanced, so we treatments have been developed that target these specific characteristics of a cancer, it's made the staging system evolve because now, as you said, uh, a breast cancer that was HER2 positive was considered to be more aggressive before there there were treatments that targeted that HER2. Now that there are, well, the cancer's more aggressive still. There are we know we have treatments that can that can help. That's right, and you, and you can downstage it. So. In your mind, or can you help us understand, so it, is it just that we have more information about the cancer, so that makes the staging more accurate? Yeah, so if we get more information about the cancer, particularly from the biological tests, we can tell whether or not a cancer is more aggressive or less aggressive. So not all cancers at the same stage are created equal. And another way of saying it is that for two cancers that have the same anatomic stage, that, that means that that is the TNM stage, uh, the prognosis could be widely different because of the biologic features 
um, and they could have a very different prognosis. And I guess I'm wondering too, looking forward, as we get more drugs that target specific aspects, specific biological aspects of the cancers, like I know there's an immunotherapy approved for breast cancer now, but it seems to work best in cancers with a PDL1 mutation or that that have high levels of PDL1, excuse me, not a mutation. So conceivably, if that becomes uh, I guess as time goes on, I could see the guide the staging guidelines being updated again to include PDL1 information. Yeah, I think there's a very good possibility of that happening, especially if immunotherapy moves up to the early stage cancers, because right now it's only approved for metastatic triple negative cancers whose uh, tumors express PDL1 on their tumor infiltrating lymphocytes. So in the future, I think we should expect more and more uh, changes to the staging system to incorporate the biologic markers, not just the anatomical. One of the experts I spoke to said that the updated staging guidelines really are catching up to how people diagnosed with cancer are treated. And I, I, I feel like we've talked about it, but I'm wondering if you can just explain that a little bit because uh, I just want to make sure everyone understands. Yes, I think it's key to remember that not all cancers of the same stage are created equal. So for example, a hormone receptor positive cancer that is stage one is very unlikely to need chemotherapy. And um, a triple negative cancer that is stage one is much more likely to need chemotherapy. So the new staging will reflect these clinical differences. And, and to, to help me better understand, could you give us one or two examples of a cancer, I just, you know, you, you choose, um, the, the characteristics of the cancer and how under the old staging guidelines, it would be staged as, you know, a specific level and under the new staging guidelines, maybe it gets upstaged or downstaged just so we can have a couple examples of, of you know, and really hear about it. Yeah, I remember when we first covered this in 2018, this really blew my mind finding out how the stages could change. So uh, I'm going to give you an example. So just imagine a, a, a tumor that is um, is larger than five centimeters, so what we would consider a, a big tumor. And if it was in – if it was involved in, say, uh, three lymph nodes – in, in the armpit. Um, now, before the new staging system, this would have been considered a stage 3A. And that's because of the size and the lymph node invasion, correct? That That's right. And, and we would have considered this to be a very uh, poor prognosis tumor uh, with, with a high degree of, you know, a high chance of, of growing and spreading and, and, and all that. But now... Um, you, you could actually have a tumor that is bigger than five centimeters and is in four lymph nodes in the armpit, but if it's estrogen receptor and HER2 positive, remembering that those two markers actually give us more treatment options and improve the prognosis, the stage of that tumor will now be downstaged to a stage 1B. Wow, so, so it actually goes down two stages. It goes from a 3A to a 1B. 
Yeah, which is totally crazy. If you if you if you think about how many lymph nodes are involved in the and the and and the size of the tumor. Now, it's important to remember that that didn't change the treatment. So most of those most patients with this particular tumor that we're talking about uh, are going to get chemo and and her two targeted therapy and 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 hormone therapy. So it didn't change the treatment, but it changed the stage to better reflect prognosis, which is the key. So a good staging system will give you, A, a good sense of how far the tumor has spread and how invasive, and B, a good sense of prognosis. And that's what this new staging system really adds that we didn't have as much before. I know this is all incredibly complicated. I've looked it online and I've done research and I've seen these incredible charts that seem to go on for pages and pages and pages. You know, starting out on one side, if this, then, and this, and this, then this. Um, and it's just, it's really hard to figure out the stage of a cancer now. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, obviously you're a doctor, so this is your area of expertise, but are there any good apps that can help people if they're just, you know, want information for themselves? Or is it really they need to talk to their doctors? Yeah, this is where we put in the disclaimer, don't try this at home. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really complicated. It's, it's even complicated for for uh, you know, for doctors to figure this out. When I figure out the stage now, it, I, I use an algorithm on my computer, and then I double check it against my own knowledge. So I'm not aware of any apps that could do this, and I I wouldn't recommend it either. I mean, you can you can get a general sense from looking at websites like the American Cancer Society or BreastCancer.org, but really, this is something you want to go through with your physician, and it's extremely important to get it right. In your practice, have you seen these new staging guidelines? I know you said the treatments weren't changing, but have you seen the staging of the cancers change, and how is that affecting the people you treat? So we have seen stages change. It doesn't change the treatment, as I mentioned above, but it, like I said, it, it does give you a better sense of the prognosis, and believe me, patients are quite happy to be told, well, you know, before it would be considered stage three and now it's stage one. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it, it definitely brings people peace of mind and, and gives me a better sense of, of prognosis. To my mind too, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like it's a little more realistic too because someone who's diagnosed with stage 3B breast cancer, that's very concerning because that, you know, your prog- as you said earlier, your prognosis is not that great when, when you, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's still it's stage 3B. And if now that same cancer, because of the biological characteristics, is stage 1, the prognosis is just that much more rosy. You know, w- words mean a lot to cancer patients. I mean, I've had people flip out uh, because they heard the word metastatic and even even though I had told them before it was stage four and the, and the two words mean the exact same thing, you know, to hear the word metastatic was, was traumatic. So, you know, w- words mean a lot. And to hear that you're stage three versus stage one, I think 
can make a huge difference for peace of mind uh, for patients and their families. I, I agree. I agree. So sort of to wrap up, if, if someone's been diagnosed with breast cancer um, and, and is you know just diagnosed, obviously, and has questions about the staging, is the best thing to do to talk to the oncologist? I think anyone on the treatment team should be able to figure this out. I mean, speaking as a medical oncologist, we do try and and do it by the book. Now, there are, it's conceivable that some docs out there might not be aware of the new system or might not yet be getting into the habit of using it. So I think it's not unreasonable for patients who are educated on this to just talk to their doctor about it and say, hey, you know, are you using the new staging system? And if so, is my stage uh, going to change. Dr. Brian, thank you so much. This has been really helpful. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure.